Hello, and welcome to another Light Reading Podcast. This is the Notebook Edition. Congratulations, you've made it through yet another week. <sighs> you know what? We're, we're into football season. These weeks shouldn't feel as long as they do, but somehow they do. Uh, but good for you. Uh, uh, I'm Phil Harvey. I'm an editor here at Light Reading. Oh, hey, I'm uh, Jeff Baumgartner, uh, senior editor at Light Reading. I'm Mike Dano, an editor at Light Reading also. I'm Nicole Ferraro, a temporary human life form masquerading as an editor at Light Reading. <laughs> I'm Kelsey Sportsball Zizer, editor at Light Reading. Great. Okay. So before we get to gambling odds, uh, let's cover the week's stories or what was happening, uh, you know, in our own reporting and uh, things we might have observed around the industry or elsewhere. Uh, I think the way I uh, sort of explained it initially was uh, stuff we thought was interesting or stuff we thought was weird. Um, uh, Jeff, let's start with you. Okay. Well, I guess it, it's uh, interesting. Uh, maybe some people think it's weird, but I mean, <laughs> the one thing uh, I've been trying to do is kind of keep pulling on the uh, the string on, on what network upgrade costs are going to be for, for Doxus 4.0, uh, you know, the path that a lot of cable operators are taking, um, you know, the, the interesting thing kind of this week was uh, Credit Suisse pegged those costs at like $180 per uh, household pass, which kind of put it at the low end of a range that uh, kind of been hearing in the like 400 to even 600 per home pass. So definitely on the low end there. Uh, but there's definitely some opinions out there. Um on the number, you know, uh, that it's too low. I mean, I did hear mm-hmm. from some industry people saying, yeah, I think it's, it's pretty low. And then um, out on Twitter, when I tweeted this story out, I had a, uh, a person whose handle represented a, uh, like a medical marijuana baker in Canada, arguing that same thing. So I'm like, you know, who can argue with that. So I'm definitely going to double check now that, uh, you know, whether that number is too low or not. So, yeah. Um, get you some yeah, Fritos so, while you're at it. Right. Yeah. Some, some different yeah. kind of edibles, you know, related to Doxus 4.0 <laughs> somehow, but, uh, yeah. you know, the, the, the big issue is that, yeah, there's no, there's no real transparency around those numbers yet. You know, while the technology is being developed and, and the operators aren't really being very helpful either. Uh, you know, they're saying, well, you know, the costs will be reasonable, which, you know, can mean anything. So, yeah. uh, well, we'll kind of see where that goes. And uh, But the, the number is going to be a lot higher than 3.1 was. It was like 8 to $10 per home pass. But still, if they're in that $180, $200 range, it's way below fiber to the premises. And, uh, uh, and I think that that's kind of the message that some of the operators want to take to the wall street guys anyway, you know, it's like, Hey, if we're going to do 4.0, it's not going to break the bank. Yeah. Like this is not fiber, but it's also not as expensive as fiber. So therefore it's good. Yeah. Yeah. They're trying to say the performance is in, you know, in the neighborhood, but uh, yeah, we're not going to have to spend, you know, quite that amount of money. So, uh, but it's not really helping. That story hasn't really helped their stocks. <laughs> you know, the cable guys have been uh, getting pummeled pretty hard, uh, you know, so far this year. Anyone have cable at home? Nope. 
Uh, I do. Yeah. You do. Do you have Doxus something or other? Are you on Doxus? I think two we have or? three one here. Three one. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah. We we we've, we yeah. Uh, I think we had two zero. Oh, you know, quite a while back. But uh, yeah, we're up in the three one range right now. Yeah. I remember how when they rolled out high definition stuff, the pay TV providers had the gall to just say uh, the introductory cost of high def service was like $500 per household or something like that. And they just build consumers straight out. Like they were just like, if you want this new set top box that does all these amazing things, it's going to cost you. Um, I don't think that would catch on in broadband land anytime soon. Yeah. I think that they would kind of run into some problems, <laughs> but uh, I don't remember those specific costs, but I remember when uh, HD VOD was starting to come out, you know, and you can get a movie in HD format. It was like kind of a novel thing. And uh, yeah, there are some uh, guys in the industry is like, well, it's four times the bit rate. So therefore we can charge four times the price on a uh, rental. So if it was five bucks, they're like, hey, $20 because it's HD. Right. And just because of the bit rate, uh, you know, we should be able to jack the price up. And that came from an engineer, of course. <laughs> it didn't, didn't come from a marketing person. But uh, anyway, you could you could tell that, that didn't really play out that way. They tried that in 5G too. They tried to charge yeah. extra. No, no one's biting on that. No one yeah. wants to pay extra. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because I don't know like the value is not 4x. You know. You no. know if it's the, it's the, the same. Rate. It's the same exact connection. That's the that's the that's the thing they don't want to uh, uh, you know contend with. Uh, Mike, what happened? Uh, what happened on your watch this week? Yeah, yeah, a lot of stuff uh, this week. We had all kinds of random news items from uh, some some stuff about uh, FCC rip and replace program. We had Verizon launch uh, standalone five G. We have um, tr- uh, Dish Network might potentially sell uh, its Boost Mobile operation to wait for it. Charlie Ergen, the founder of Dish, what through a yeah through a random um, special purpose acquisition company he's got. But lots of stuff going on this week. But the one thing I wanted to mention on this on this uh, thing is that um, all right. So uh, we actually had some some interesting news on the edge computing front. If you remember what edge computing is, because most people don't aren't talking about it anymore. It used to be a thing, not really anymore. Um, but uh, uh, Microsoft held its big uh, cloud uh, trade show event this week, and it officially publicly launched its public edge computing service. Um, so that's kind of interesting. It, it's certainly um, behind, you know, Amazon. Amazon has been operating that for a while with uh, Verizon. Verizon has like two dozen public edge computing sites all over the country. And and now Microsoft does too with its partnership with AT&T. Um, but we can definitely see that Microsoft is behind the game because uh, right now they're operating two edge computing sites. Um, think one in Dallas and one in another city. And then they announced grand plans to expand that to a total of four uh, different edge public edge computing sites around the country. One's in Detroit, uh, a couple of other ones. Um, so uh, I thought that was interesting. I mean, we've we've seen companies like Lumen launch um, edge computing. Uh, Zayo made an announcement about that. I know Cox is expanding their number of edge computing sites. So here comes uh, here comes Microsoft uh, in partnership with AT and T right now. But I, I expect that will con- you know that will expand in the future. 
Um, but you know, we're, we're, we're starting to see a little bit more movement in edge, edge computing, which is, which is, I'm not sure I would say it's interesting. It's something. Yeah, it's something. It's a thing. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't put interesting, but it's a thing. I think there's a big, uh, I don't know, I, I guess on the back of all the private wireless push that the, you know, telcos have had, I think that they're sort of seeing that that stuff is taking a long time to, uh, to catch on in many markets. Edge computing might be a quicker return on investment uh, for certain companies, especially you know healthcare providers and stuff like that that have a lot of computing needs. Near, you know, uh, coupled with low latency stuff near their premises. But yeah, it's it's we'll it's a lot. Yeah. yeah, I think they're they're building it, and we'll see if they come. Exactly. Yeah, that's how they have to. That's how they have to do those networks anyway. Um, yeah. Cool. Uh, let's see, Nicole, uh, what's happening? Um, well, I had a couple of stories this week related to the Rural Digital Opportunity Fund, ARDOF, as it's affectionately known. And uh, the most significant one, I think, is the one we published yesterday evening about Starry uh, defaulting on all of its bids. Um, this it was basically disclosed in a 57th footnote in a public notice that the FCC released late in the day yesterday, yeah. where it was authorizing, you know, some over a thousand bids for Nextlink and a few other companies. Um, but in there, it said that Starry had told the FCC that it was defaulting on all of its bids. We reached out to Starry. They declined to comment on the story. So we don't have a ton of details as to why this is happening. But we know that Starry has been in some financial straits, uh, both before it IPO'd and, and since then, Jeff's written a bit about that as well. So uh, may have something to do with their letter letter of credit or I, I don't I don't know, but they are there. It doesn't seem that they're going to be building out. And that makes at this point, like three of the top 10 um, winners that are not actually building out their uh, what they won for. That's LTD. Right. Um, and Starlink were both denied their long form applications. And now Starry, it seems like, is pulling out. Um, so the other story I had this week was regarding Starlink's um, art off uh, rejection. Starlink has, is appealing that um, decision with the FCC. And basically the whole Starlink saga with the FCC and art off has been unfolding publicly in a series of documents filed by Viasat and then responded to by Starlink. So uh, what we know about this is there's a lot of dispute about Starlink's speeds. Basically, Ookla has shown for the past two quarters Starlink getting slower as it expands. But SpaceX, in its appeal with the FCC, is trying to say, well, we have data that shows that by the time these RDOF deployments happen, our network is going to be performance ready. That information is redacted from right. the public filing. So I can only show you black boxes as evidence of that. But um, I don't I don't know. It's it's a matter of is that a good enough like can we is that a good enough reason to give uh, SpaceX, you know, several hundred million dollars to build out in areas that frankly could be built out with fiber right now yeah. if those areas weren't blocked out on all of these state maps while they're handing out dollars through the American Rescue Plan, yeah. through USDA, they can't even offer up these art off locations because they've been, you know, awarded to these companies. They probably could have already been built out a lot of these places. So um, it remains to be seen how this unfolds. Um, if I had to guess, I would say that the FCC is going to stick with its decision, mm -hmm. um, but we'll see. It's very political as well. Uh, so anyway, some art off stuff from me. 
Interesting. Um, yeah, the art off thing is, uh, so yeah, you're right. It, it, people win the bids, but winning the bid was just an invitation for more scrutiny. And when that happened, a lot of their cases kind of fell apart. Um, I, I do admire, uh, gr- grudgingly admire, um, uh, the SpaceX Starlink, uh, you know, line of uh, narrative of, uh, yeah, I mean, of course we can't do that now, but by the time this gets out there, of course, we'll have the network built. I mean, you trust us. Yes. Yeah. You know, trust. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to, to trust when it's showing that it's literally getting, I mean, we're calling it <laughs> autonomous driving now, but you know, we know it's not really that way, but by the time enough people get a hold of it, it'll be, you know, kind of a thing. So yeah, that's, it's, it's, it's yeah. very, uh, uh, it's, that's cute. I like it. <laughs> it is cute. Well, one I thing think that, the FCC thinks it's cute. <laughs> one thing that really should be mentioned here too is that um, you know, for since we're we're dumping our notebooks here, uh, I think Nicole has a, a sizable notebook to dump because uh, you know, for those of us who track FCC filings, there's a lot of them and they're really long. And it can be overwhelming. And so the fact that she has found all this stuff this week, like yeah. Dude, that, that's like a legit awesome, uh, awesome find. The, both of those those items, Thank and it's, it is not easy to do that kind of stuff. So, well, well done, Nicole, for going through all this. No, her expense reports are just like line after line of migraine medications. It's just, that's all it is. <laughs> just like, like who, who reads the yeah, footnotes in the explainer like, column? It just says squinting with an exclamation point. And that's all she says. It says a lot about me that I literally love reading those FCC filings. Like I get joy out it's of where it. where they so. hide the good stuff, you know? Hell like, yeah. Oh, by the way, Hell. company admitted it doesn't have a network. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is kind of a, uh, that is kind of ridiculous, but also par for the course. Um, I, you know, I, but Nicole, also another point you brought up is it, is that these, um, these areas that need broadband the most are not going are not only not going to get it probably ever, but also <laughs> could have already had it by now if yeah, there were exactly. just a clean line of funneling the dollars directly to the institutions that could provide the service with whatever technology you know was available right now. But instead, we have this weird, you know. Uh, state fair type process, <laughs> you know, like, like it's like judging the corny dog competition. And it's like, Oh, look, the mayor's son wins again. You know, it's, it's just, it's, it's this stupid politicized like thing. And it, it doesn't make any sense because it's like, it's not only costing everybody a lot of time and money, but the people who actually need the broadband are never going to, you know, are, are not any closer to getting it. Yeah. I, I, to, I'll tie this in slightly with um, the episode of The Divide that we put out today. I, I talked to um, Ryan Johnston, who handles pol- federal policy for an organization called Next Century Cities, which basically advocates for local government um, in, in broadband policy settings. Um, and he, they recently put out a report that's basically showing how through two different proceedings, the FCC doesn't make room for local voices in their comments process and also doesn't factor their voices in for those who actually find a way to go through the onerous process. Um, And that, uh, that, 
plays a role in how all of these things end up shaking out, yeah. certainly uh, for smaller rural communities, if they're not being represented in how these programs are being written. You know, ARDOF at this point is like a program from another era because yeah. it was pre-COVID. Right. Um, and now we have billions and billions of dollars being funneled through ARPA and BEAD eventually. Mm. And, you know, all of these programs, the USDA is actually pretty effective at their reconnect program. Um, they get a lot of props from people in, in the industry and on the ground hmm. for how they run their stuff. Um, but yeah, so right now ARDOF is, is serving as a, a barrier. It's also a 10 year program. Um, it's, it's, it's almost in opposition to some of the other stuff that's happening. Although uh, some of the companies are in the pro process of, of building with their art off dollars and spectrum, I think has, has done quite a bit. Um, yeah. Are, so. With phase two coming up on art off, uh, are they, um, I mean, there's a lot of things that they can fix or uh, make better. Uh, yeah. I don't know if they've outlined anything there, but uh, I haven't seen a word about phase okay. two. Have you? No, Mike, no, it's kind of like, yeah, it feels like they're still slogging through this one. And, but I mean, it's something they're, they're going to yeah, they're gonna have to put together and say, what did we learn that we did wrong or, you know, can be fixed and, and try to do what they can when the, the, the phase two comes around. Yeah. The yeah. only winners here are lawyers. That That's the only person who's going to really, really win here. Everything else is going to get delayed. It's just going to take forever. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, a fair place to leave that topic for now. Oh, by the way, sure. you heard yeah. you heard my uh, stupid rant on broadband. If you want to hear educated people who know what they're talking about, listen to the divide because they're actually uh, we're actually Nicole's actually speaking with people who have uh, firsthand knowledge of these things and not somebody who reads an article and then has, uh, you know, <laughs> suddenly uh, uh, has some thoughts in his big empty head. Um, Kelsey, uh, what are, you've either got to fix the edge or solve all the broadband problems or have something completely different to talk about. Those are your options. Oh, man. I What? I, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, you're in the hospital? Oh, okay, I'll be right there. <laughs> I see. Yeah, I, I, I feel like that. she stopped. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. <laughs> don't worry. No, no one's in the hospital. Okay. Um, uh, I had a little uh, SD-WAN roundup earlier this week. Um, so Cisco and Microsoft were teaming up to use Microsoft's uh, global backbone network to um, better connect customers to the cloud uh, within Cisco's SD-WAN cloud hub. Uh, and they said that it'll, um, utilize Microsoft's, uh, backbone network, which includes 60 Azure or Azure. I never know how to pronounce it. Regions. Light blue is how I would say. Light blue. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and then orange also is working with customer Norato, uh, to bring SD-WAN to, um, I think they have 300 sites deployed and they'll bring it to 380 total um, to those. Uh, it, it sounds kind of like a auto zone almost, but like a French one. I think I got it right. I'm sure I'll get a letter from them where they're like, <laughs> auto zone. Yeah, yeah, not that, that's auto zone. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Pierre, who's actually yeah, French yeah. who has to listen to this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, we don't sound like that. Yeah. I, I really do want the correspondence between Kelsey and the French AutoZone yelling. 
That seems no, like a are. perfect diversion wow. for what's happened this week. <laughs> we have fromage samples. At no, no more accents. <laughs> okay, sorry. <We're> done. <laughs> yeah, this Nicole's doesn't have like, an accent filter on it. Nicole, I've tried to hit all the buttons I can, but there's nothing here. Sorry. <laughs> I think she's stuck that way. The only accent allowed is my queen's accent. Yeah. Yeah. I can do the sure rest in a southern Staten accent. Island? Yeah. No. Okay. Uh, um, and then the other the other update was that um, Ariaka combined their web gateway and firewall as a service uh, within their zero trust WAN service and. I love the firewall as a service acronym. If I can just do a little plug for that uh, for a minute, it looks like FWAS <laughs> to me. Oh, there's a W. Yeah, yeah because the there's w. already like I think oh, it's that's like cute. Fun- yeah, I think it was like function as a service is a oh they had to. so firewall is FWAS. FWAS. Oh, boy. Which with your queen uh, uh, wait, are people going to conferences and standing on stage and very sincerely saying FWAS? FWAS. I don't think for, so. Flass, flass, as somebody who's not from New York, Queen, I mean, New York might say. we had grown people with several degrees <laughs> getting up in front of their peers and saying "sassy," like yeah. like with all the authority one could muster. So I, I'm I'll sorry. believe anything. The second at this I point. hear, I will leave that room. The second I hear someone say "flass" on stage, flass. I have I I value my time. Oh. <laughs> Has to be I'm going to try and work it into um, the next panel yeah. that I take part of. We like, how's your flares? <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start bringing protest signs. Oh, that would be great. We should stage our own panels and then protest them. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I just media guy. We think shouldn't out loud. be here. Yeah, right. <laughs> panels are terrible. We are not <laughs> Apple Zone. Oh, no. <laughs> She's doing it again. She's doing it again. I'm, I'm hitting the button. I'm trying to fix it. I'm sorry, Janice. Hold on a minute. It's not. Mm. All right. Well, I think uh, I, I think I have to get some stuff out of my notebook before all hell breaks loose. Uh, it, uh, the, well, actually, the only thing I have is that by the time you're seeing this, hopefully, we will have announced the leading lights finalists. Um, so that contest has been going on for a few weeks, and uh, uh, thanks to all of our editors. And all of our extended network of analysts, industry experts, and other folks that uh, uh, take our panicky calls and emails, <laughs> please explain this to me um, at the uh, at the last minute. Uh, so we do have a, our short list of finalists. It's actually quite a long list because we had so many categories. That's up on the site right now. Congratulations to everyone who entered and made it that far. And we will begin the process of finishing the judging in our second and final round. Uh, and declaring winners. Uh, we'll do the winner's announcement on December 2nd, but uh, until then, we're going to work hard uh, with uh, a, a network of outside judges and, of course, our own staff and uh, assess you know, what's there in the finalist category. So we're, we're in the final stages of the competition, and I figured I would let everybody know because I'm sure somebody somewhere is uh, uh, is is trying to reach us right now and ask us when <laughs> when's the announcement going up so that's what? the answer What's um that? yeah yeah exactly <laughs> um, <laughs> you can send that cheese basket to uh oh, 535 <laughs> yeah what's yeah. our bribe policy for uh yeah it's 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 you know as as i'm getting older it's getting more and more lax <laughs> let's be honest uh so yeah it's it's very much uh things that can be consumed uh in a single day so 
uh, uh, dinners, uh, drinks, things of that sort are, are permissible. Um, edibles. Super Bowl tickets. Yeah, edibles. I'm not going to say that on. Uh, you know, th- <laughs> things that require an extraordinary amount of expense or effort are probably going to be frowned upon. And then, of course, uh, the uh, uh, the arbiter of all these things is uh, is is uh, my own conscience tempered with everybody in the editorial group going no. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, I feel like you've I feel like you've explained the bribe policy way too sincerely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, that's because we don't have one. I, I, we, 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 yeah, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't have one on paper. No, it's it's very much. I feel like people were like writing all of that yeah, down. Like, okay, yeah, yeah. Wine is well, no, if we convince them that we've dinner. got that nailed down, then it then it makes it, it makes it quite simple, and then we'll just get you know people just handing us six packs at trade shows, which is really what we all got into this business to do, right? Um, that's the goal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. You're a light beer guy, right? And then they just hand it to you. And like, oh, cool. Um, no, I'm IPA. I'm IPA. <laughs> so All right. Got it, Jeff. Writing that down. Make sure I'm putting mm-hmm. it in my notebook. Uh, okay, Hold cool. Uh, well, we, we've hit the 25-minute mark and actually blown a little bit past it. So let's go ahead and wrap Thanks. this up. Uh, do you, shall we do the sign-off all together in concert? All, all is one big jam? Yeah. Okay, let's do let's it. Let's do it as weird as possible. In three, two, and one. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Thanks for watching. Thanks for watching. watching. Have a great weekend. Have a great weekend. Or don't.